Okay, go for it. Hello, everyone. Os. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Homo Dojo Podcast with myself, Ross, and my man, Rue. You might be wondering, folks, why our voices sound particularly sexy in this episode. <laughs> and it's because we had one too many post-training pints last night. We had a, we had a little... But we regret nothing. <laughs> we had a wee, me, me and Rue had a wee night out last night. It was fun. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. Well needed. Well deserved. Especially with the boss being away. Boss being away for the past. He's, well, we saw him the other day, but he'd only landed at back from America or Canada, and he was taken off to Sweden again. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's on a long stint of foreign gigs. I think he's taught twice in the last month and a half. Yeah, I think in April he only taught twice in the dojo. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I've, been, I've been covering a lot of his classes. Um, I've been feeling it, so I needed a, a bit of relief and room. Yeah. Room. Who came along for the raid, which was nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, came along for the Jager bombs. We were out for a few a few drinks last night, and we got to talking. And I think uh, you brought up a great point. I want to talk to you about was was role models in the dojo. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, in this dojo we are lucky to have quite a lot of quite a high level of senior mm-hmm. high level senior males in the dojo, and how they influence the rest of the class, how they take leadership yeah. of the class, how we all look after each other, we all encourage each other. We're all there to offer little pearls of wisdom and advice mm-hmm. to junior grades and people who are coming along to train. But you said like, yesterday, quite nice about having female role models in the dojo mm-hmm. and how, obviously, with Palmer's passing, we lost our big female role model in the dojo yeah. in a big way. And with other seniors like Karen says they're not being able to to train as often yeah um, and things like that, that we're, we're losing we've lost out on a lot of female role models um, and how something as simple as, as pulling some of the, the young girls or like black belt girls up as okay rather than you know your usual go to people can make a difference and uh, I just want to yeah. know your thoughts on that really, well I, I, it was brought up not by me but by some of the girls in the dojo that they're you know uh, when somebody is to be brought up as uke to demonstrate a point in class it is usually uh, a man now probably you know it it could be for a lot of reasons but the obvious ones are you know the men are the senior grades in the dojo also you can be pretty confident because we train together very regularly that if you call me up I'll be able to take whatever kind of punch you're going to give me or I'll be able to do whatever you're asking me to do um, and the problem was we weren't uh, we weren't inviting women up as UK often enough and it was pointed out and you know fair play to you ever since then at least once or twice per class you've been uh, calling up a woman instead um, and I thought yeah and we were just generally having a chat in the pub about about seniors and juniors and looking up to people and sort of relationships between students in the dojo and yeah i guess i guess even if it's only subconsciously if there is a young girl in the dojo and she never sees a woman up there taking a whack off of scott sensei or ross sensei or whomever um it could it could be a deterring factor and it could be sort of something that's going to subconsciously, th- you know, give them the idea that they are less than. Actually, little, little young Georgia, who was just assisting me in 
the class before this podcast here, um, is about to turn 18. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, when oh, I'm 18, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you have to <laughs> put somebody punch me in the face. I want to go home with a bruise or yeah. something, a badge of honour to, to show everyone that I do karate. That's awesome. Which I she, think is really she's got funny, spirit, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so maybe when she's, when she's an adult, yeah. officially, maybe, maybe she could be the go to okay yeah definitely things, yeah she seems know? she seems eager um, <laughs> georgia is our is a 17 year old showdown in the dojo she assists one of my classes on monday she assists scott on a friday because those are two particularly big classes she's got great spirit and uh yeah she's a great help yeah it's, and she wants to get hit which is awesome <laughs> that's funny. but i'm wondering like do you think that um people should take it upon themselves to fill the, the gaps in terms of seniority in, in the dojo like is it something that the, the the students should decide sort of with like without putting it out there it's something that should just happen organically or do you think that it's maybe a someone's responsibility to, to step into that it's a bit that of both because uh, well I don't think we have this in I don't think we have this problem in this dojo but I imagine you could get you could have end up with a situation where somebody fancies themselves a, a senpai and wants to wants to be the big senpai in the dojo and wants everybody to listen to them and to respect them and you know kind of kind of goes out of their way to proffer too much advice when it's not welcome and when it's not needed and perhaps even when it's incorrect mm. and you know mis misplaced yeah. um so but i don't know with our seniors i really don't think that's a problem here i think the respect is earned and yeah it's, i think with being irish as well there's sort of like we have a sense of not sticking your neck out. Yeah. As, now, there's very few Irish people actually in the dojo. But, uh, <laughs> but, a melting if, pot. <laughs> yeah. but actually, among the seniors, there's, there's Paul, there's Tommy, there's, there's a few Irish. Okay, that's it. Is it? <laughs> John Shanahan Sensei. John Shanahan, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, not sticking your neck out too much and just, you know, when, the, when it's needed and when the time is right and when it's appropriate giving advice but also so and yeah so in that way it is the responsibility of the senior to be a senior but it's the responsibility of the junior to go and seek out that um that you know to go and seek out the the help from your seniors like Paul Oren when he was here teaching he we were changing partners a lot and he said guys these guys, I think he pointed out Tommy Sensei in particular, and he said, Tommy Sensei is standing up here. You should be running up to partner with him every single time. No matter who you are, this should be the guy that you want to practice with because he's the senior here. So, yeah, you know, juniors, you should be running up to the top of the dojo because we all, we all like to partner up with each other. You know, we're up at the top of the line, and as soon as somebody says, grab a partner, I grab you or I grab AJ or I, mean, I grab whatever, whatever high grade like, is next to me. Like Mark or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'd be. I would well, come and, and and put like you know be putting my my heart and soul into training, and end up paired up with fucking Mark. <laughs> oh, oh man, I do not know what leg I have to have forward, man. You know, I'm just a, I'm a second queue man. Give me a break. Huh? Okay, yeah, every, everybody but Mark. Then okay, Mark, you stay down the bottom of the line. All the other juniors, do your best to get up there and mingle with the with the yeah. uh, the top grades because they're not going to resent you for it, except from Mark. Except Mark. Yeah, Mark, stay at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's I, what I, think. I think it's a two-way street. Yeah, I think it's uh, we have like I think in our dojo, though, do you know, I think we have an advantage because the senior grades are teaching in the dojo most of the time. Like, like, mm. for, like AJ, yourself, myself, our instructors. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we don't have to be like we don't have to really be given that role. We have the role because we're employed here. 
sure because yeah. we're scots employees yeah whereas like you've got someone someone like tommy who's patting away in the background doing some kata at the moment oh yeah f- folks hard. if you do hear some <laughs> noises that's tommy he's what is he doing now basadai i don't know it's no it's a bit of kankudai it's it's he's got the wrong bottom mechanics regardless <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, he might join us for a little chat later won't you tommy us, he says good <laughs> Um, but you, but you've got like Tommy, since uh, for example, who is you know, you can see that that he has that ability, that level of uh, technical ability and stuff to warrant that role. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, because we as seniors recognise his role, nobody else really has the authority to question it or has needed to seek it out. So what I'm saying is that because we're going to have a female yeah. senior in the dojo. What like what do you think the solution is in terms? Because I don't think it's right to just pick one and bestow power like this is the senior. Sure, no, it has to be. Because, na- it has to be organic. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts on and how. Like, well, perhaps okay. So we don't. Fix that problem? We don't have any high grade eating high grade women yet. Um, we've got showdowns and that's. We got a need. Need a. Showdowns. No, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of showdowns, um, but. It's only a matter of time before that changes. And in the meantime, you see, I'm a showdown, right? So I'm not a high-grade senior, and I don't go about proffering advice to the third, fourth, and fifth dans in the dojo. But since I've been teaching, since I've been, you know, employed as an instructor here, I find it a lot easier to uh, be natural and forthcoming with advice, you know, for the brown belts and for the the black belts who are are, uh, younger than me, basically. and, you know, some of the younger black belts also outrank me. There's Carl, there's Nick, there are Nidans. But anyway, it's just I've, I'm a little bit more natural. So I'm like, I'm not a senior, I'm not a junior, I'm in between. And yeah. some of our showdown women will become like that, especially the young ones like Georgia and Caitlin. Um, and Katie, when she gets her showdown, they'll be in the middle. And they'll be still a junior to half the dojo, but they'll be a senior to the rest of the half of the dojo. And the you know, in time, it'll become natural for them to give advice and to help, and it'll become natural for the other students to seek out that advice and help. Yeah. So you'll have senior females. It'll just take a while before they're grading as higher, uh, grading as uh, sorry, ranking as highly as most of the men in yeah. the dojo. I think. I think. Yeah. Just and it also comes down to like maybe sometimes. You know, if you want to have that, especially because one or two of the students were talking about, you know, how good it is that we're starting to use, you know, like the likes of Justina, the likes of um, Natalia and some of the other women as UK's when we're training. And I think that a part of that is like a part that's like that's good that they and they feel empowered by that, which is great. And I think it's uh, yeah, it's overdue that, you know, was like put them out of their comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and make, put them under a bit of pressure in the dojo. But I think also, so I think it's up to them a little bit to also, okay, so if you want to have a senior female role, then you have to stop coming to the same people for that extra help. Like, they come to you for advice, me for advice, Tommy sends you for advice after class yeah, all the time, which is fine. But, but then we'll complain to me for example, when I'm not using them as an uki and I'm using yourself or Tommy Sensei or even Carl, who's the the one of the high the higher ranked yeah. downgrades on the floor. Yeah. Outside of that sort of instructor's training circle. Yeah. Um should you not then be well, it's up to you guys then to to give someone that that respect 
amongst yourselves. Well, I think you have a point, but I also think they're slightly separate issues. I think the UK thing is just uh, UK thing is, an, ex- is, is yeah. an example of one of the things that's brought up. But yeah, I think um, the I think I think there is a, 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 a sort of void that Palmer since he left there. Yeah, and it hasn't been filled. Yeah, and it can't be filled by another instructor or. You know, a, a, a male in, or a male senior. I don't yeah, think. I think no. it was a very unique, special thing that we had because Bahama Sensei was so loved by everyone, yeah. and especially the women. She, the the all the females in the dojo loved Palma because she was that inspiring figure for them. And I think, yes, a part of me just wishes that the, someone would take the reins and step in and and fill that role a little bit. Not again, not to obviously that they can fill the role the same way that Palma Sensei did, but fill the role of being that person that's sort of you know gung-ho a bit more when karen's here she definitely fills that role absolutely yeah but it's just it's unfortunate that she can't train as frequently as yeah, she used that's, to that's, yeah. that's what i'm saying it's yeah, unfortunate because yeah, yeah. karen, karen sensei would be the one to fill that mm-hmm, role mm-hmm. in our dojo but it's uh, just i think that you know as part of it you know because it, it's not been the first time that people have come to me and said why don't you do this why why isn't there women doing this why isn't that like you know and, and we get the the sort of complaint stuff then it's like well sometimes you have to make it happen but we definitely can't appoint somebody yeah. the that, female senior and right? that's my so, point yeah, yeah that's your point that, that's my point yeah it would have to happen organically where there's never going to be another palma not yeah. only because she was unique as a person but also because we don't have any fifth dan women in the dojo exactly so yeah it's a tricky one it's, it's very it's tricky tough balance that's my point yeah very tricky well we can only do our best try mm. not to be sexist right right <laughs> um so to- <laughs> i'm getting distracted tommy patting away yeah i know every now and then i'm just looking at tommy and i'm looking at his yeah. cat and i'm like what's this what's ross saying <laughs> he's, he's he's trying very hard in the back there but um training by yourself is tough eh yeah i've been there yeah mm-hmm. I, I was for a long time um when i was in scotland going and in between sort of dojos i would go to uh, martial arts gym and just lit- and literally just be hitting the bags and stuff myself and that was my training mm-hmm. trying to stay sharp trying to stay active having the stones to go do kata in front of all these Thai boxers and oh, t- t- all looking at me like what's that funny dance you're doing man you know I'm, you know having the stones to say piss off I'm doing my I'm doing my traditional bas- martial I'm arts. I'm doing my basset eye. <laughs> yeah. They do the funny dance when they get in the ring anyway. You know? Yeah, they, they cast they have their spells own funny and dance. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what, like, do you think there's benefits to training by yourself as as opposed to training in classes? Is there times where you think... Um, there's definitely pros and cons. Um, in my opinion, more cons than pros. But I guess if you're training by yourself, you get to you get to set the agenda. You don't have to, you know, you're, you normally you show up to a class, you don't know what's going to be taught that day. And it might not necessarily be something that you feel like working on. You know, maybe you're in your 60s and your kicks just aren't what they used to be. But Sensei decides you're going to do a Mawashi day and you're going to, you know, kick each other in the face all day long. And that's no good to somebody, uh, you know, in that situation. And they'd much rather, you know, train on their own practicing whatever they feel like doing or whatever their body is uh, more suited to or whatever is n- like it whatever is what is it like s- 
suitable at the time, whatever they are apt to be practicing. Certainly, if you're in, if you're that age, it's not really high kicks. Well, there are some exceptions. There are freaks who get to that age and can kick really high. But anyway, yeah. So basically, you're training on your own. You get to decide what's up. You're training on your own. Uh, nah, but then the cons are like it's hard to get the spirit up. I find it like when I train by myself, like yeah, like you say, you get set the agenda, but it also gives you an excuse to be very lazy at times. If yeah. That's your mood, you know. Definitely. Like I think uh, it's. I definitely think there's there's benefits to having at least like even just one other person there with you. Yeah. Just so you don't get caught slacking off, you know. Yeah. Um. I, I at least like I think the perfect like three is perfect because if two of you can't be arsed, always like there's always one that wants to push it a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, the other three. morning when uh what was it? Me, me, you and AJ. Yeah. Yeah, me, you and AJ. Oh yeah, Scott was there, but he wasn't training. And uh, it was it was looking like it was going to be a really lazy session, and then you just went, right? What are we doing? Right? Let let's do five hundred gakazukis, and we fucking did. <laughs> I was in the mood, man. I was, yeah. There just needs to be one who's like, fuck it, let's go. And we finished with that pyramid. What do you call that? The pyramid yeah, thing. Pyramids, yeah. Yeah. So having a motivator there, you don't have that when you're on your own. You have to motivate yourself, and that can be really but, hard. And I would never do five hundred yakazukis if I was just. Yeah, if you were on your own. No chance. You know what I used to do? Um, When I graduated from training in the dark alley behind my apartment building and uh, went to the uh, squash courts to train in the dark (laughs) because the electricity tokens were too expensive, I used to bring my laptop and get that video of... Morning, uh, I had a video of morning training. One of our live yeah, streams, that's, yeah, that Scott had put up live. And it was 45 minutes of the, the Tuesday Tabata session. And it was the routine session. It was the same one we always do. And I've, I used to follow that. Yeah. I used to do Tabata like three times a week. Damn. And so I had my seniors on the laptop screen. And I used to go for it. Like I was definitely putting in just as much effort as I would. But it was only because, you know, it's like even Oikomi, the length of the hall was like, it was about the same as the dojo here. So, so, uh... I was finishing at the same time as you guys in the video, and I was going by the bells of you guys in the video and everything. So, <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Tommy was just calling bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be sure you were in the background it's there. Not bullshit. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I think though, like in my opinion, like if you are trading yourself, though, I think that I, one of the most important things that I found definitely, like. Now, if I'm coming in, like sometimes on a Sunday after my private classes or something, I'll I'll do a bit of work myself. I need to have a set plan, like mm-hmm. of what I'm going to do. I can't just show up and say, right, I'm going to train, because you yeah you you coast as soon as it starts getting difficult. I think I think you have to set yourself up. Right, this is what I'm going to work on. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to like like just like a, a normal class. You've got to pick a theme mm-hmm. and just do drills or something that works on that theme whether it's you're working on your plyometrics whether you're working mm-hmm. on your strength and conditioning whether it like doesn't matter what you're working on but I always think you know uh, like last time I done it was uh, a couple of weeks ago I was in I was in on Sunday where one of my private cancelled on me so I was in I was in here for an hour myself and I thought you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna work on shooters and I done a little bit of it the other night like when it was on Monday night then yeah. it was just that sort of breaking the time like one two like turning oh, like going yeah, yeah, yeah. that 45 degree angle shooto to that 180 degree angle shooto yeah. and it was just trying to cut my hip in and go from right? yeah, yeah yeah and go cut from one to the other and i just done a whole bunch of drills that sort of helped with just driving into that kokutsu dach rotating fast on my heel like and cutting my hips back in again that sort of like you know rotate then driving straight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that cutting of the hip and i just done it like I don't know six different drills on that but I said that's the thing I'm going to work on 
And how long and did you spend at it? I must have spent a good 45 minutes at least, Fair like, play. pinging away, you know? And I, and I think, like, definitely felt a difference, like, now. Like, I think, yeah. it, like, even just with that 45 minutes, just of playing around with it and, and working on it in different ways, definitely has helped because I definitely have a feeling now that's ingrained in me yeah. when I try and do it. But I think, yeah, having that that plan beforehand is always really important when training by yourself. Um and I think that when you do that, like when you do have a set plan and you do train by yourself, it can be good because you can spend as much time as you want on whatever aspect you want. Yeah. Whereas in sometimes in classes, I've felt like, oh, this bit, this bit, like this is great, this is great. And then next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're moving on to the class has got to progress. You know, and you're moving on all of a sudden. You're just yeah. like, I would happily spend an hour just doing this. You know. Yeah. Um, so no, I, for me, I, mean, I don't know if it's for you because you particularly enjoy that bit. For me, it's because I haven't got it right yet. All <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'd be like, no, 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 no I didn't get the, I didn't get the showman hand me thing yet. <laughs> Let's go back. No, there's definitely like the, probably the reason that you know I enjoy practicing it is, is probably because I know that I need to work on it and right. you know I feel myself. Yeah. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're you've moved on. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a tricky one. But I think, like, benefits of training in class, like, I mean, the best things about training in class is having people, yeah, having bodies yeah. in the class with you. The camaraderie. Like, like even, like, I was, uh, what, what I tried to say on our, like, best and worst for Kangeko. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to say the best thing was oh, yeah, having yeah, people yeah, in the morning yeah. and everyone started shouting at me and cutting off. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's a motivator. As soon as you have, like, a new person coming in yeah. who's good or someone who you want who you want to test out and stuff, it makes you... It gives you an extra bit of fire to, yeah. to move. And I think that having bodies in the dojo, you know, whether you pair, someone comes in that you haven't paired up with in ages and you get to pair up with them all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you know... Like um, like a like a big Sean or Ray or Ray or someone comes into class and you're training with them. Like it's great to actually get a go because they're guys that not aren't in class all the time. Yeah, it's great to have actually get a go pairing up with them and you know and just putting yourself under a little bit more pressure. Yeah, making yourself a bit uncomfortable, which you can't really do when you train by yourself. And it it works both ways. If you're say you're there's only one other person there for you to train with, and it's somebody like Ray Stritch who's mad for getting stuck in a great motivator in the dojo, and you know you'll have a a, a rough a rough and ready session and you'll sweat and you'll have a, you'll have a good session uh, that's great and then if you're there with somebody who's you know like a bit meeker and milder than you it puts you in the position of motivator and then you have to do it because you know if you're if you're going to have a lazy session you're wasting their time yeah so you're responsible for for getting them in the spirit Absolutely. and making sure they have a good session Absolutely. so it's another two way street drawback is though that you can get some dumplings Dumplings. Like I said, like yeah, like I said, like I mentioned earlier on, Mark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mark great, I'm being. Fair on Mark. Mark. Mark's great. I, I love Mark. But yeah, you you can get like especially if you're in in one of those moods where you want to push hard, mm-hmm. and it happens in a class, especially when you've got it's a senior class, uh, a senior uh, uh, adult class with mixed grades. Sometimes you get paired up with a complete beginner, mm-hmm. and you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and just stuck there and uh, all of a sudden you're back into what we do every day is sensei mode you know yeah, and I think some yeah, people who, yeah. do, who just train don't maybe don't have that feeling of uh, teaching all the time so for them it's probably maybe quite refreshing it's a, yeah. yeah quite refreshing a novelty for them to to help someone out they might enjoy it but for me it's the last thing I want to do when I train in one of Scott's classes for example mm-hmm. is teach yeah that's the last thing I want to do because you've spent all day doing it yeah. you know is the last thing I want to do, and that's the, the biggest drawback for me when it comes to training in classes. Is sometimes you end up with a dumpling. With a dumpling. 
So what you were saying about Paul Uren, like run, you should be running up to yeah, exactly. Tommy and the door, like that. No, you don't, you don't want that get message to get across. Go, go. <laughs> well, it's for their benefit, not for yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, and I mean, but sometimes it's fine. Like some, sometimes you know you. you <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's practicing his handstands. <laughs> I'm getting really distracted because just every so often I just hear a bang. He did Unsu a minute ago. It was class. It was very oh, yeah, good. Missed yeah, missed all yeah, of yeah. that. No, I was watching him. He's a bit all over the place, actually. We see, this is a boat we're talking about solo train. He's a bit all over the place. One minute he's he doing just plank, did all the kata. next minute he's doing Unsu. Unsu, next minute he's doing handstands. He's, he's, he has he's no direction. He's wasting his time. He didn't, he didn't come in with a plan. He didn't come in with a set plan. <laughs> has no idea what's happening and he's about to break his neck. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a good one. Oh, Hold he's on. up. He's Five, up. four, three, two. Oh, he's going two. down. Oh, broke toes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any of that's going through the microphones. Uh, probably not. It's probably just us <laughs> going. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> we'll see in post-production, I guess. Yeah. But do you prefer, like, when you're training, do you prefer, like, big classes? Do you prefer the intimate sort of morning training sessions? Mm. Do you prefer to have, a like, to be taught in a theme? Sort of, what do you think you get the most out of? when you're training do you think you get the most out of you know a big seminar for example where you have like everyone listening hanging on every word of a sensei yeah. do you think do you like when it's just you know the routine of morning training okay we're going to go do you know 100 jackazookies 100 yeah. magaries and just bang it bang it out you know and it's a tough sweaty session do you prefer the the sort of class element where you're probably doing 50% of the listening that you would do in a seminar and then 50% of the, the actual hard work and training that you do in the morning. I feel like I can Busy get, classes. I feel like I get, I get something out of all those scenarios, but my favourite would have to be just like a classic Monday or Thursday in the dojo um, where there's about 20 people, maybe a couple of brown belts, um, you know, mostly black belts, you know, and a, and a few low grades and everything. And when when Scott's on fire and he's got something really interesting and a really good class prepared, that that's that's my favorite kind of class. But I love the routine of morning training. I love just I love knowing that we're going to spend the next 45 minutes just doing Tabata. And it doesn't mean it's mindless. You know, even if we are doing 100 Gary or more, it's actually usually a lot more. Um, then I'll be trying to do them properly. You know, I'll be trying to sort of micromanage my technique a little bit, but certainly not as... Is he about to start hitting the Makiwara? Yeah, go on. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> folks. He's all over the place. He's doing, hand, he's doing handstands a second ago. <laughs> now he's on the Makiwara. You, can't, you coming to join us? To get beers. Oh, he's going out he's on going the beer, beer run. See, not I knew we, we were keeping him around for something today. <laughs> anyway, what was I on about? <laughs> what was I on about? You're on about classes. Ah, yeah, but where was I? Oh, yeah, 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 Tabata. Yeah, I'll, I'll still be, you know, tr- still be practicing, yeah. still be, you know, but, but also I just love the routine. I know yeah. I'm going to sweat and that's all. That's, I have to just do my best and sweat as much as I can. I love seminars because it's usually something new, you know, unless it's somebody we've had over really regularly, such as Rick Houghton. Um, You know, like I really enjoyed Guy Broder's course there uh, last month because uh, it was really, really fresh and new for me. He's a great teacher. All the people there, you know, it made me proud of the HDKI that we had such a big attendance at the course and all that kind of stuff. So I love the the atmosphere at a class like that. And what was the other kind of scenario you mentioned? Well, there's three anyway. Yeah. Three kinds of classes I really enjoy. But definitely where, you know, the the, the, the sort of like, I think it's the, the, the comfortable kind of feeling of being at home in the dojo 
um, doing what I, do, you know, being where I belong, doing what I'm supposed to be doing in one of Scott's classes, polishing my waza. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's 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 where I feel most. That's where I feel happiest. I think in my life. I think I'm a bit more selfish oh, yeah? with my training than you are, by the sounds of it. Oh yeah. You like that big class environment, like I morning training. Uh, I mean, I, I love morning training, but sometimes the routine itself it can drive me a bit crazy sometimes. Yeah. Where if we, if we stick to to the strict sort of classic regimen of Tabata weights, tubes. Yeah. Tabata weights, tubes. Which we haven't been doing much lately. Because boss hasn't been. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like uh, I, I uh, my some of my favorite morning trains when he just like he'll just say, "Okay, pair up and we'll do kumite for forty five minutes." You know, um, it's when he breaks the the routine is when I probably enjoy morning training the most. That being said, obviously I love you don't you you just feel great after you do the you when you do the do the classic. Morning training, say like when you've done a set of tobacco, when you've done a set of chips, when you've done a set of weights, after it you do feel like you've, you do feel a sense of pride, because you know that was like how tough that training is, and you know that you've had a tough time of it, and you've yeah. got through it, and you've yeah. you know, and you've you're still there at the end of it. So there is a sense of pride that comes with that, albeit sometimes it can be a bit mundane at times for me, just because we do it like if we stick to that form so regularly. Well, you've been here a fair bit longer than I have, so yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Um, I think big classes sometimes when uh, it's a big class and it's a lot of mixed grades. Um, I hate it when the tempo stops because people aren't listening and don't get it. It's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's something that I, I can. I mean, I can wrap my head around it, but I just don't. I don't have patience for it. Is <laughs> when the sensei, no matter who it is, has told you what to do. Yeah. And you look down and you see people still not doing it. That drives me fucking Because you know he's going to stop the class in a minute drives to explain it again. I literally want to grab them and shout at them like, why are you not just doing it? <laughs> like, just do as you're told. It's like, children, do as you're told. Yeah. It's like, you'd like people just not doing it. Like, it, it literally blows my mind. You know, I, and, I, and, I get, and I guess people don't... Uh, pick up things as well they don't have the, the same motor skills maybe. I think other people don't care man I think other people are just there to be at karate and they're not trying to improve yeah maybe like there may be I'm sure there's people that, that I mean everyone does karate for different reasons but for yeah. me it's like that drives me fucking mental and it <laughs> happens and it happens most of the time when it's a busy class yeah because then you have a much like a broader more, range broader range yeah. of people and more chance of that happening um, seminars I think are um, seminars are great um, but like I say sometimes you can find yourself because the person in front of you has so much to say and again he has to try and the, he or she has to try and put it across a whole broad spectrum of students Yeah. sometimes you just want to get on with it you know you just want to jump talking. in and do it and it's not even that they spend so long talking but it's a necessity when you're, when you're teaching in a big groups like that you have to get the message across mm -hmm. Um because the people have to take something away from mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. and I, like there are seminars where you've you know you've stood up there and you've just done gakazuki and a lot of kihon up and down, and then you go away and you go, I didn't actually that that was kind of a waste of time, mm -hmm, a waste mm -hmm. of that extra money that you're paying or whatever mm -hmm. for that seminar. So I've been in situations like that with some senses who are just doing kihon up and down and not really teaching much. Mm -hmm. You f you feel like you're missing out, 
and then on the flip side sometimes they're trying to say too much and you miss out on the actual you know I just want to sweat a little bit you know yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a tricky balance so for me the best training environment is when it's a normal class but quiet I see there's maybe eight people like during the summertime when everyone's away oh yeah there's like eight people showing up yeah and it's and Scott's still got something that he's wanting to teach because he's because he's practicing for a seminar that he's going to teach yeah. or a summer camp. This is what I'm going to teach on the summer camp, or yeah. this is what I'm thinking. Or he's trying to, you know, mold the idea of what he's going to teach together. So he's trying stuff out. That's when I get. That's when I get excited, man. I get when he's when Scott says he's on form, teaching really well, or teaching something that's quite a high level that he's getting ready to teach the senior grades at a camp or something or a seminar that he's going to do. This is specifically for when I have those sort of third down and above crowd yeah like I remember one of the best classes ever was when he's done his his um, Kihon Epon oh, Kaishu yeah, yeah, Epon Jukumuti Kaishu Epon we have to have a word for that the evolving Kumite class the, or the, the, the uh, pyramid of Kumite the yeah? pyramid of Kumite yeah, cool. the, that, that pyramid of Kumite and he, topless Tommy and it was when, it was when <laughs> just emerged from the shower <laughs> and it was when he and it was when he was first started to teach that uh-huh. I think it was myself Tommy Topol don't know um, no, it was after Donald left, and like I, I don't know, three or f- three others in the class. Mm-hmm. I think there was a six of us, and he just trained that, trained that, trained, drilled it, drilled it, drilled it, and he was going into the details of what he wanted us to do. Because there were so few of us, the message was coming across so clear. Mm-hmm. We were just rotating round, changing partners, and doing it and doing it, doing it, and it was one of the best classes I've ever done in this dojo. Cool man! Like it, it was, it was amazing. I think that's when I enjoy training the most. It's when. It's selfish of me to maybe say I don't want as many people in the class. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, that's, that's, You're allowed to be selfish yeah, sometimes. Like, uh, I it's, guess. I'm selfish with my training, and it's yeah. when it's you know they were all high grades. They all were there with their heads screwed on, ready to yeah. train. You know they were dedicated because they're there during the summer. You know break period when you know the like sun's out, everyone's at the beer gardens and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We were all there ready Drinking to train. Cans on the canal. That's it. And they were all, we were all there ready to train, and we, you know, you, you just ping it out, man. It's that's the best. Cool. Well, I'm that's looking forward to my first summer as a full time instructor. Maybe yeah. we'll have some classes like that. No, nah, close the door. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I think just like you said, you, you when when you started talking, you just said that you're more selfish than me. It's probably just your. It could be that you're at the stage where you need to be more selfish, or that's your that's your modus operandi. It's your it's your default setting. I am like I said earlier when we were talking about you know junior seniors. I'm in the middle. Yeah. So I, cla- I, 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 don't, I don't need to have I don't need to have a super. A super advanced class to feel like I'm getting a lot out of it. I think I've always been like that, though. I, I think that's something that I've always been a bit. Um, like I say, like when I'm training, I have very little tolerance for people who aren't keeping up yeah. with my pace in terms of understanding what I'm being asked to do. Mm-hmm. That's always been my way of things. It's like why, why, you know, just do this. Like since a kid, since I was a kid, I remember. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of my pals in the class who was just being an idiot yeah. and not listening and stuff. I just couldn't understand. Like, why are you not just 
just why don't you listen to Sensei? Just do your idiot. Just do your talk, man. What, what, what are you here for if you're not here to try? Oh, you, you were know? such a good boy. I was a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sensei's pet. Yeah, I was. Such a, one, of my, one of the kids actually go, You're just a teacher's pet, Ross. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, gonna, I'm learning to kick your ass. I was like, ass. Yeah, well, that's why I kick your ass every day. You're going to be smart. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, so I think with that, I have very little patience. Um, very, very patient in class you, when I'm teaching. Yeah, because that, like, that's my job. I'm very patient, and again, if somebody's struggling in front of me, I'll help them out in yeah. the class. But I, I, I hope you're all listening. If I am helping you out in, in classes when I'm training, like on a Thursday or a Monday, guys, I'm, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you realize. Don't say uh, that. <laughs> I swear, <to> God, <laughs> I am <laughs> seething, <laughs> seething. Actually, when we are if training, I have to, if I have to break, I stop going like we're starting to ramp up the timing and the speed and we're starting to go okay five, five uh, okay five times change, change five legs times, five times yeah, and yeah. that's your time to go if i have to slow down to tell you what to do man i am fucking you major. know what actually that this is uh, now i understand why i get the feeling i do when we're switching partners switching partners and i end up in front of you and there's this fucking look in your face <laughs> and i'm like chill well, i better do this properly or i'm gonna be in trouble because i'm just i've just spent like 10 minutes with numpties who it's the first thing he was talking about at the start of class and they're still not like yeah. oh, it drives me crazy yeah. it's like we've just spent 40 minutes doing this yeah breaking it down to every detail so that you understand it and you can do it now you're being asked to do it and all of a sudden it's like oh What's going uh, on? Yeah, but sometimes it's the pressure, man. And you know that's one of the one nah, of the detractors man. of a traditional martial art, the belts and all of that. The ideas of seniors and juniors and everything. As soon as you're in front of your senior, you you know you can have this. Oh, I'm under pressure and I have to do it properly now. And then you fuck it up because you know, you know. I totally I can say I can understand it. <laughs> no patience for it. <laughs> I okay. understand. I get like I get it. I've been the guy. I've been that guy as well. I'm sure I'm multiple times. Probably people. Some people probably listen to this. Probably going. I remember when Ross had no fucking idea what he was doing <laughs> in that class. <laughs> like yeah, I'm sure, but I have no patience for it. I, I struggle, and again, it's because I spend every other moment in the dojo mm-hmm. teaching, teaching and helping and helping. So when it's my, so when I'm getting a chance to finally move and train and learn. If people are stopping me from getting the most I can out of it, I get quite. I get I'm not not on the surface. It's deep seething hatred on the inside. Oh, it's really deep inside. <laughs> really okay, deep you inside. bottle it up. That's yeah. a good boy. It'll come out like you know <laughs> once a year, like just with oh, a yeah. oh, accidentally kicked you. It's okay. You'll be accidentally injured years. a child. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it comes out that that one time a year when I actually shout at the kids. That's what it is. It'll be just one day where all of a sudden just <laughs> scream it with someone. <laughs> no. But yeah, no patience for it. It's my Fair point. enough. Yeah. Now we know. Yes. Don't pair up with Ross if you're not a, I don't know, if you're a dumpling. 